Big Hatchet looms in my imagination, a mountain glistening darkly against the desert sky. Lifting my binoculars to my eyes, I see it ahead of me, its broad silhouette topped by a dome and peak. To my right stretch the Little Hatchet Mountains. Between them, far off, shimmering like jewels in the distant sky, are the Sierra Madres of Mexico. I stand in a vast desert basin between these mountain ranges, surrounded by cactus and creosote bush and dust and little else, and do not want to leave. This is a story about the day I traveled to Big Hatchet and did not stay long enough. It is also a story about my blindness and about the particular ways that I see. I took photographs that day I visited Big Hatchet as if they would help me remember or remind me of something hard to grasp. I take them out now, spread them on my desk, and look at them using a strong magnifier. There I am with my guide dog. There's Hannah with our car. There's the tan desert landscape marked by brown scrub, the suggestion of mountains at the horizons. I think I look happy, excited, at peace. What was it that made this place so special to me? What is it about my sight that keeps changing, making each day an unexpected adventure? The day I visited Big Hatchet was full of reminders of my limited sight. My partner Hannah and I were on a trip in the desert of southwestern New Mexico. The month was December, winter yet not too cold. Clear days, winds, a chill. We had spent the night before in a western-style lodge with high wood ceilings, wood floors, a cavernous yet protected feel. I woke early that morning in the dark thinking about the day to come and about my vision. What would I see? What would I miss? Would I enjoy what I saw? Before rising, I reached down to touch my guide dog Tila, who lay on a blanket on the floor by my side, tied to the bed with a blue nylon leash. A honey-colored dog, in the dark she was but a mass of fur. Hannah lay next to me in the broad bed. I reached to turn off my alarm before it rang, feeling for it on my bedside table. The room was unfamiliar, and I was not sure exactly where on the table I had left my talking clock, or the flashlight I still kept by my side at night, but rarely ever used anymore. Since going to guide dog school a few months earlier, and realizing that other people moved around in the dark, finding things and learning their way, I had stopped using my flashlight, and instead felt my way as I moved, trying to be more aware of my actions physically. I took pride that just the night before I had braved getting out of bed and walking into the bathroom without a flashlight, feeling with my hands for the wall, the door, the light switch inside the adjacent room. This morning, sunlight was just beginning to seep at the edges of the heavy curtains that hung on the side bedroom windows. I stepped over Tila. I must have given Hannah a brief kiss, as I do every morning when I wake and she is still sleeping, to let her know that I am getting up. Stay. I said to my dog as I stepped toward the foot of the bed, moving my feet carefully and feeling in front of me with my hands so that I would not bump into the wooden bench at the foot of the bed where I had placed our bags. I wanted to get to the window quickly. I wanted to look out and see if the sun had risen yet and if there was color in the sky. At the window, I felt behind the curtain and found a set of wooden shutters, then lifted and pulled them out so that I could put my head in close to the glass and take a look. The brightness of the very early morning outside startled me. The sun was on its way but had not yet risen. In the near distance, behind a tree ahead to my left, a patch of rose-red color stood out. I felt overjoyed. 
I'm always glad when I can still see the color of a sunrise. But the color was covered with a murky coating. I wondered if this was caused by a screen outside the window, or if it was the result of darkness within my eyes. Closing the shutters, I stepped toward the back door of our room to go to an outside patio for a better look. There, scarcely dressed, surrounded by pine trees, I stood shivering in the morning cold and looked into the distance.